0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day.
0: Today's guest made a discovery about his family a decade ago that started a journey to educate others about the realities of the Holocaust.
1: We'll hear what that discovery was and the lessons he's learned about his own family and what he's teaching others. That's all here today on Connections. Ten years ago, Daniel Schwab made a discovery about his family that took him back in time. Now, he's working to ensure history does not repeat itself. We'll hear about that discovery in a bit. But Daniel, you live in Israel now. What led you there? Um, so I was born and raised in South Africa, in Johannesburg. Um, my parents were born in South Africa and, uh, and uh, grew up as a uh, privileged in the privileged white community. Uh, in, in, in particular in the Jewish white community um, and briefly uh, you know, just keep it very short I uh, moved to Israel um, when I was around 20 years old um, it's already 25 years ago so I'm, right, I'm now 45 uh, 40, sorry I'll be 44 uh, in September <laughs> um, and um, um you know, married with uh seven children. My oldest is twenty, my youngest is six, I have uh my oldest is a boy and I have six girls.
0: Oh wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> you and the boy are outnumbered uh-huh. a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we could go on forever. We, I could talk <laughs> for ages about each child, but I'll I'll keep it brief. Um so uh yeah, um I'm a, a, a for the last twenty years or so I've been in Various businesses, uh, some of the, initially I was employed, and for the last 15 years i've been an entrepreneur and uh, owned and sold businesses and uh, provided consulting work and, and, and uh, now I have a, a startup company uh, that i 'm building it's all, Most of the work that I 've done is in the renewable energy uh, field, so uh, cool. i've been very dedicated to renewable energy for a long time. Um, and uh, yeah, I've had good times, I've had difficult times, but uh, always positive And it's been the it's last couple of months have been very busy for us as well. So, uh, this is a very much a voluntary uh, activity that I do on the topic of Holocaust. Um, uh, I discovered my gr- grandfather's uh, letter collection on a trip back to South Africa. Um, I was doing business in South Africa at the time <clears throat> and uh, always being aware of the um, sort of in the background having never met my grandfather he died, he was killed by in a car accident uh, hit and run before I was born uh, so I was born in 75 he was killed in since 1970 so um, the only so the connection I had to my grandfather was this uh, family tree that hung on in my parents' uh, house and uh, this letter collection which stayed uh, wrapped up and closed for 40 years since he died. So and how, no one ever opened it.
0: How did you find them then? Did everybody know they were there and everybody just decide not to open them or did you stumble across them randomly one day?
1: Yeah, well, every, I mean, it was not maybe not everyone, but definitely my father knew about it, and I knew about it, and uh, at least one of my sisters knew about it, and uh, yeah, no one just no one opened it. It was kind of sacred. It was kind no. of like, like I, I don't know, maybe it had a spell on it. Like it's, I, I don't understand it. Why we never opened it for forty years? Yeah, what made you guys decide to open them up? i i just i just um there was one of these like I was helping my mother um uh clean up the garage right that's where you know in South Africa you had garages where you kept all the stuff you never used, so we were cleaning up and and, and uh, it was a Sunday which was more relaxed and there was time to do things that you don't normally do and uh, I just looked at it and i said, i said, come on like. I've been pushing this thing. I've always said I must look at this. I must look at it, and eventually I said, "There's no reason why I'm not going to open it now." Like I've got the time, right? You know, I'm old enough to not be afraid of what's inside there. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps when I was a kid, we were all perhaps too afraid. Um, And I I just said, "That's it, you know. I've got to find out." What's the the curiosity in me? Just said, "I've got to open it up." (laughs) That simple. And what was what did you discover when you did open it up then, oh boy <laughs> um oh the emotions it's so funny, it's so weird. <laughs> it's like you take me back to that moment.
0: Hmm. it was a pretty powerful moment by the sounds of things then what made it uh what makes it such an emotional thing for you when you started reading those? What did you see?
1: Was basically transported back in time. It's um, a very difficult uh, story. It's um, so, you know things that no one talked about, and it was it's very difficult. You 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 realise that you had an uncle and you had a, or a great great uncle and you had you had great grandparents and and these people just never existed in our lives and then suddenly you discover that that they existed in in such a real and vivid way you you know you you see the handwriting and you see the the paper and and the dates and you realize that there's a whole story there that uh, that was buried you know your
0: family lost 12 members to the holocaust i believe
1: um, yeah, that's, that's the the ones that we have their names, you know. We have their names. Um, yeah. hmm
0: And your your grandfather survived the Holocaust, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He um, <clears throat> he uh, he left when when he was twenty-one, uh, very early, actually, in nineteen thirty-four. So so he didn't actually, you know, go through the death camps or anything like that. Um, but he uh, he uh, he went through a lot of uh, you know mental mental pain <clears throat> trying to get his parents and his brother. He had a little brother who was ten years younger than him, who was uh, eventually was taken to uh, death camps, and uh, and you know he he, he in, in the letters you 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 you, you get this uh, dialogue between him and his. His father uh, about you know what's going on in, in in Germany leading up to the war and you know uh, uh, all the things that they did to the family they took away their possessions they took away their livelihood they uh, confiscated uh, everything and until, you know their 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 basic humanity was was almost you know stripped away from them and uh, and. Uh, and then, then, then after the war, my grandfather discovered what happened to them in more detail, and you know, from neighbours and and friends, of, you know, family friends who were not Jewish who witnessed what went on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my grandfather is kind of in this weird category of people who who are not really. The classic survivor who never mm. actually went to the camps, yeah, and yet, and yet they, you know, they had to deal with all of this uh, alone. You know, they had to, they had to carry on living. They had to, you know, come stay, keep their wits about them, and and, and survive despite uh, being ripped of every of of their whole family. So.
0: So had your grandfather told you um, like his grandchildren or maybe your parents and and um, your aunts and uncles had, had they talked about the stories or it wasn't really until you found the letters all this really came to no, life for no, you? my
1: dad my dad was you know brought up uh, uh, without any knowledge of what happened wow I mean it was kind of like okay you know you, you know it was kind of no. It was just never spoken about. I mean, hmm. my grandfather changed his name from Rudolf to Ralph. And he he spoke perfect English. He he kind of wiped away the German as much as possible, and uh, yeah, he didn't talk about it at all. He was very strict, and he was very he was a you know he was a very tough guy, um, and and uh, he, he 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 sent my. Dad to a Roman Catholic boarding school at the age of nine years old. Oh, really? Yeah. So it stopped at it stopped at your grandfather then. Yeah, yeah. So that this um, my dad knew knew nothing. So when we discovered the letters, he 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 learned about his father through the letters. Like like the emotion that that he his father expressed in the letters was something new to him. It wasn't the same person. It was a different person. Hmm.
0: So you found these letters and you've now started something called the Holocaust Social Media uh, Project. Tell us about this project, what it is, and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess it's the easiest thing for me to do while still having a family and and work. Um, I, I, you know, whenever I've got some spare time, which sometimes is zero, but when I do, and when I've got the mental strength to do it, I... uh, you know, I try and, uh, you know, go and speak to groups. Um, I advertise, uh, um, you know, stories about the Holocaust and, and, and people's personal ex- experiences. And um, also especially, you know, try and t- uh, put a, a focus on the issue of, you know, uh, what the current generation should be doing, you know, the younger generation. I try and focus on the t- those topics um and and uh, you know we've we've put together a book so a, a book was commissioned based on the letters uh an exhibition also that was started in Cape Town in the South African Jewish Museum and now uh, it's show, been shown in Sydney Australia in, in Israel um Cape, uh, Cape Town Joburg Durban uh, now in 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 Germany it it, uh, it was shown also it has a uh, documentary it has like a fifteen minute uh, uh, movie that comes with it um and so and i and i whenever i've got time i'm trying to get that into that that uh, that uh, documentation and the story into the schools and uh you know various social groups to educate people on on the of the dangers of uh, prejudice the dangers of anti-Semitism and uh all the uh the, especially the buildup of the Holocaust. You know, it wasn't yeah. just about the death camps. You know, my story is so personal, and but I don't talk about the death the death camps. I don't talk about, you know, in fact, there was, I don't talk at all about 1939 to 45. I talk about a, a normal family who 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 had uh, fourteen generations in Germany, whose great you know my great grandfather won a, a medal of honour. In the German uh, army, he was very proud German. He was a, uh, a contributor to society, and and yet even that kind of person was uh, the next day was the enemy of the state. So you know, I try and you know raise awareness of you know what can happen if one um, allows certain ideologies and uh, ways of thinking to. To germinate, it 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 really, you know, we see it happening even today with uh, genocides around the world. So, um, in my small way, I'm trying to get that story out, and uh, I guess I've got a big ambition. I'd love to, you know, have more resources to be able to, you know, dedicate more time to it, and uh, and to work with others and collaborate with other organisations. So we uh, we collaborated in Australia with Bene Brit, which oh, is yeah. a big um, refugee group of, of it's a 150 year old organisation. Yeah, um, and uh, they they're all over the world. So we collaborated with Australia in Australia, and, and you know, we, to, just yesterday the book received an award in uh, the Jewish Book Award in in Britain. Okay, congratulations. So, yeah, there's, there's. Uh, I think that hopefully this is an example of one person or one family doing their little bit to contribute to, you know, prevention of uh, of of another kind of disaster like this happening again. From from those who have read the book or seen the exhibit and seen the letters, what has the feedback been like? Been been like from those people? Feedback. Well, you know, some have really been deeply affected by it. Um, You know, it it really did touch them in a way that uh, that perhaps a a more sort of broader book about the Holocaust might have. You know, I think there's a certain power in zeroing in on one person's experience or one family. So, you know, the people, people who read it, it uh, they, 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 they can connect. They can say, hey, you know, my family, uh, it could have been my family or it could have been me, you know. And so they relate to it in a very personal way. And I think that, um, you know, that, that, that gives, uh, gives them perhaps uh, motivation to to also, you know, raise up and, and say, hey, you know, what we've got to you know, educate the next generation. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the the awareness of the Holocaust, despite a lot of people's great efforts, uh, awareness of Holocaust in the general population is very low. Uh, You know, people might be surprised to know that, but, you know, they do surveys on university campuses, and and, and I think more than 50% of uh, university campus students don't even know who Hitler was.
0: You yeah, know. it's very wow. bizarre how much knowledge is lacking now in that regard. I guess for us, we're just a generation or two removed from it, right? But as time goes on, mm-hmm. it's talked about less and less. You mentioned mm-hmm. um, you're hoping to expand the exhibit, get it to more places and stuff. So if somebody's listening. Mm-hmm. How do we get you to Canada?
1: Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, I've been to Canada before, and I love it. Uh, uh, you just uh, you can contact me on Facebook. Uh, through, you know, my personal page or through the Holocaust Social Media Project page or send send me a message. message. Uh, That's probably the easiest way. Um, You know, I think everyone's got Facebook. If you want my email, it's uh, schwab.daniel at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, So that's also another way, but... uh, Certainly through Facebook, that would be the easiest. And yeah, certainly we, it's you know, we've invested already in the design and, and the makeup of it, and it's a relatively low cost to just uh, either reprint reprint the material and get it to the location. Uh, so it's a relatively low cost way of, you know, getting a story uh, presented in a very personal way. You know, people come and, and they interact and maybe spend an hour or two. Um, you know, walking around the exhibition and listening to the documentary and and having the speaker. So, so, um, yeah, it could be a good way of uh, integrating that into the education system. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, we'd love to have Daniel
0: here. What a powerful and important conversation.
1: Something we need to share with everybody. And if you want to learn more about the project that he's working on, and you want to learn more about the Schwab family, you can do that by listening to our podcast, Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favourite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.